The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. We're America, your country, and America wants you. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, along with his co-host, Linda Crater. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray with his co-host, Linda Crater. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Today is August 26, 2014. I'm your host, Gary Ray, along with my co-host, Linda Crater, president for VeteranCaregiver.com. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Gary. How in heaven's name do we get to the end of the summer already? <laughs> I have no idea. It's just, and, and today is somebody's birthday. It has to be. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who. <laughs> yes? Is it somebody we know? Uh, yeah, I don't no. mind, believe it or not. All right. Say happy birthday, Gary. <laughs> Is it your birthday, we, Gary? Happy birthday. Yes. I didn't oh, know that. Uh, yeah, neither did I. Uh, well, I was hoping not. Now I'm thoroughly confused, <laughs> but we'll put that down to a blonde joke. Okay. All right. All right. We also have with us Staff Sergeant Charles Eggleston, U.S. Army. He's a Purple Heart and Bronze Star recipient while serving multiple tours in Iraq, a State Commander for the MOPH of Maryland, and also serves on the Board of Directors for the Blue Star family. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Everything is great. All right, all right. We have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, and former Commander for the Maryland DAV. How are you doing this morning, sir? Just fine. A good morning to everyone. All right. Did everyone check out those pictures from the Military Order of the Purple Hearts National Convention on the site? Everybody get a chance to look at those? Very, oh, yeah. very good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Saw Travis Mills. You know, he's a great motivational speaker. And how about the big smiles from Charles and Wendy holding the American waters? <laughs> <laughs> they right. always take great pictures. Yes. By the way, American Heroes Water and American Heroes Apparel is coming to a, a retailer near you. Uh, when you do make a purchase of American Heroes Water or American Heroes Apparel, it will generate financial support for our veterans and military families. Our guest today, an ordinary man who has lived through extraordinary circumstances. Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest. And Gary, indeed, it is an honor to introduce our guest this morning, who is a Vietnam veteran serving with the uh, 1st Cavalry Air Mobile, uh, where he uh, was a uh, three-time recipient of the Purple Heart for combat wounds in, uh, in Vietnam. 
and uh, he's also one of three uh, three-time Purple Heart uh, recipients who are living today here in our country. Um, he also received uh, the Air Medal for Combat Flight Missions. Yeah, he was awarded the Combat Infantry Badge, which is a very prestigious uh, recipient for combat engagements, and he retired from the U.S. Army due to extensive combat wounds. Also, again, the national, past national commander of the Military Purple Order of the Purple Heart Organization from 2000 to 2001. Our guest over 20 years has been a public speaking and health care management consultant, licensed health care and hospital administrator, and he has a number of specialties, retreat organizer and facilitator for companies and organizations, speaker at banquets and company dinners, facilitated business training sessions, managing companies or businesses on an interim basis as the organization seeks a full-time executive. And he has published and authored a number of leading articles. Welcome to our guest, Patriot Frederick A. Taylor, Jr. Good morning, sir. Good morning, and thank you for the welcome. That was a very nice introduction. All right. Well, why don't we start from the beginning? What is the MOPH and the MOPHSF? Well, they're two separate organizations. The Military Order of the Purple Heart is an organization uh, that represents veterans. We have a national service program, and our service officers service veterans and their families free of charge all across the United States. And they help them file claims, they help them receive benefits, and understand what they're entitled to. Uh, the Military Order of Purple Heart also has an organization where they have elected officers that travel throughout the country to find out the needs of our veterans and to discern the different things that are of interest uh, to veterans all over the country, not just disabled veterans, but veterans all over the country. The Military Order of the Purple Heart is America's only I say again, America's only 100% combat wounded organization. There are other imitators, but they are not 100% combat wounded veterans as we are. So we're very elite. And, and how elite are we? Keep this in mind that uh, we have uh, heroes called Medal of Honor recipients. And these heroes uh, are not necessarily Purple Heart recipients. In other words, they may not have been wounded in the heroic action they did. Uh, to be in our organization, you must have been combat wounded. So it's a very, very elite organization. Uh, the, on the other hand, the Military Order of the Purple Heart Service Foundation uh, is an organization that does fundraising to support the Military Order of the Purple Heart. And our philosophy has always been the Military Order of the Purple Heart should spend its time in service to our nation's veterans, their widows, and their families, and not out trying to fundraise. The fundraising is a full-time job, and it's a big, big endeavor. And so the Military Order of the Purple Heart Service Foundation spends all its time and efforts trying to generate money so that we can then, in turn, support 
the military or the Purple Heart so they can go and serve. We give somewhere in the neighborhood between seven, excuse me, between seven and eight million dollars every year to our national service organization so that they can give service to veterans and their families free of charge. We charge them nothing. In turn, we have been fortunate enough and professional enough that we have returned millions and millions of dollars to these veterans who have in turn returned them to the communities they're in. And so it's, it's, a, it's a success cycle of veterans seeking service, our service officers uh, serving them free of charge, and in turn getting them benefits, which they use to buy homes and cars, send their kids to college, et cetera. Uh, uh, and they get this because of the combat wounds. It's, it's, it's money they've earned. Uh, and I've often spoken, I speak all over the country, and I often say to people, uh, what is the value of your legs? If I came to you and said to, to you today, I, I'm going to cut both of your legs off above the knee, and in fairness, I'm going to give you a value. It shocks people. And yet, that's exactly, we send our young people to, to combat, and they often come back with legs or arms or maybe have lost their sight. And, and uh, any benefit they're given by the Veterans Administration, trust me, they have earned it. Very true. We are blessed on this call, though, to have another multiple Purple Heart recipient. Charles is on, and Charles, I believe you're in that same elite club, correct? Yes, I am. We thank both of you very much, and you too, Bill, and you too, Gary. Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right. All right. Now, you mentioned uh, earlier, um, uh, before we even got on uh, on the air, you mentioned that uh, you were... You do interviews during a football? Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I covered the Super Bowl for three years. Oh, I didn't know that. But just some of the most amazing stories. Remember, I'm at the Super Bowl with hundreds of other reporters from all over the world. And I'll tell you just a, a quick story. Um, uh, one of the announcers uh for uh, ESPN, his last name is Berman. They call him Boomer, um, and and he was uh, with an entourage of eight or ten people, and they were moving. And of course, they kind of move people out of the way as he goes through the crowd. And Chris Berman was right in front of me. And I said, uh, "Excuse me, would you do an interview for Purple Heart Radio?" And and of course, his people kind of tried to move out. And he he looked back over his shoulder as he went past. He said, "What'd you say?" I said, we're doing an interview for our combat wounded veterans on Purple Heart Radio. He stopped the entire crowd, walked back. He says, yes, I will. And mm. this one lady says, uh, you got, you're got supposed to be somewhere. He said, I don't care where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to do this interview. And he did the interview. And it was very touching. Uh, all, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, told me in the interview, he said, had I not been drafted, and it was uncertain that he was going to be drafted. He said, had I not been drafted, I was going to go to the military. He said, because my family has a rich military history. Uh, several of the Colts, Peyton Manning, uh, several of the, the, the players from the Cardinals when they played the Steelers, uh, Mike Tomlin, the Steelers coach. I mean, the touching things they said, and it was heartfelt to our combat wounded veterans and our military people serving overseas was amazing to me. 
I had no idea that these rich multimillionaire coaches and players would have such heartfelt feelings. Uh, in addition, I also covered the Daytona 500. And uh, once again, uh, these drivers poured out their accolades to our military people and to our combat wounded people. And it was just, it was just amazing. Um, and so, trust me, right now, there's a lot of emotions um, very favorable to our, our veterans and our, our military people currently serving. But in your introduction, if you heard what it said, it said something that was very salient. It said, uh, we're one generation away from people forgetting. And that is not cliche. That is a fact. If you go back to the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War One, the same thing happened to every one of those veterans. They were soon forgotten. That's true. So history will repeat itself if we're not cautious. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, as far as the, uh, I guess the military or the Purple Heart getting back to the foundation, uh, they're more the uh, funding engine for the MOPH? That's correct. We, we provide funding for the MOPH so they can serve veterans, and that's their sole purpose, to serve veterans, to do things for veterans and their families. Our sole purpose mainly is to raise money. Now, we also do things like we give out uh, grants to organizations that are serving veterans. We give out grants sometimes to people. Uh, one young fella in New Jersey could not get in and out of his house, so he's basically housebound. And, and the VA was going to do something for him, but it was going to take a while. So we stepped in and we immediately gave him a grant where he could um, remodel his home so he could get in and out. And another situation where we had, uh, there's lots and lots of these, I could go on all day, but um, another organization uh, had a program where they took um, TBI, traumatic brain injured uh, uh, war veterans, and they had a horse program where these people were not able to function. And they, could, they put them on a horse and ride them around, and all of a sudden, uh, they were able to function much better. We give scholarships, hundreds of thousands of dollars of scholarships to combat wounded veterans, to their families and children uh, every year. So we do, I mean, I, I don't want to overstate, but we do some of the most amazing things you can imagine. All right. Well, it's time for a break. I just want to remind everyone today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Be sure to check out our new local, um, actually it's a partner page, and you see the local businesses that actually support our veteran community. Just be sure to support them back. And while you're looking in there, be sure to notice and go to the 1876 Heritage Inn. Uh, that's where our cor corporate office is located, and, and it's, a, it's a phenomenal location. So again, if you're looking if you have a vet if you're a veteran out there looking for a job there's a job fair going on in tampa that's right around your area too isn't it yes uh, and that's august 28th go to recruitmilitary.com to learn more about uh, where it is and and what type of jobs are being offered i'm gary ray along with linda bill charles and our guest fred taylor you're listening to the american heroes network radio powered by voice america on the variety channel and we'll be right back what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, Fred Taylor from the MOPHSF. <laughs> and and uh, I, Charles, you had a question uh, during break. Uh, I guess Paz Nash Commander Taylor. Uh, I was wondering if you could expand on that TVI uh, University, I guess Southern mm-hmm. Florida, Southern Florida TVI Alp in VA system program that the Service Foundation funded. That was probably almost two million dollars for app help with PTS as well as uh, TBI. Uh, transmitters that um, we've been working on for the last year or so. If if you you know if you may. Yes, um, one of the largest and most successful TBI traumatic brain injury research centers in, in America is located in Tampa, at the Haley uh, VA Medical Center, and they have done some absolutely uh, amazing things with helping these uh, young people coming back with traumatic brain injuries, mainly received from explosions. And um, our, the Military Order of Service Foundation, or Military Order of the Sur- uh, Purple Heart Service Foundation has done a lot to uh, fund some of the research and some of the programs to help these uh, young people overcome their, their wounds. And so what Charles is referring to, I don't have a whole lot of details on it, but uh, we have been very uh, astute of watching that, and when they've come to us and asked us to, to contribute to their research, we have generously done so. We've also uh, helped some uh, service uh, SCI, spinal cord injury. Uh, a lot of our combat wounded uh, veterans will get the uh, spinal cord injuries. Another thing we focused on real hard is suicide prevention. And another thing we're very proud of is uh, women's issues. A lot of um, Ladies in the military have suffered from different situations that we've contributed for the research and programs to help the ladies, too. 
You know, I'm glad you mentioned the suicide prevention. I read an article just yesterday that came out with a new study that talked about the risk of suicide for combat veterans with PTSD is twice that of the regular population. TBI and PTSD is three times the exposure, no, excuse me, sevenfold uh, at risk for suicide. So we really do need these good programs to come and pave the way because there's so many in need of care that are not receiving it. Yes. I like to... I'd like to expand on that as well. Uh, as recent as yesterday in Fort Lee and Petersburg, mm-hmm. uh, that was a prime example of uh, female veterans unawareness system right. that we have done uh, with our military across the board. We basically, the MOPH, we're the front runners right now with the, the preventative and the awareness programs for the female veterans, whether they're Purple Heart recipients or not. I know that for a fact. Because uh, all the programs we just initiated, well, we initiated within the last five years, uh, uh, you know, geared towards the female populace. Case in point, it, you know, this this actual Sergeant First Class was basically reaching out for help. and couldn't get help mm-hmm. from the base or, or no part of the command. So she took it into her, basically her own hands. And, you know, they're notable, which is bad. You know, they consider it suicide. But, you know, it's the, it's the greater of the evils. She was suffering. Right. Fred suffered. I suffered. Gary suffered and Bill suffered. And even you, Linda, you suffered by treating guys like us. But at the same time, you know, we need to start gearing our aptitude and attitudes towards the female populace as well. It's not mm-hmm. just a good old man's army anymore. It's a, it's a unilateral military. Charles, I'd like to just piggyback on what Charles just said. Our military has not always been <clears throat> well grounded in regard to caring for its female members. Uh, the last generation is better. But um, it's not always been, you know, that that well-founded. We we have in the military of Purple Heart, we've actually got a, a young lady who uh, is coordinating our women's affairs program, and she's very effective at it. And I'm very proud that we had the foresight to name her to that that position and and to fund her to be in that. And, um, you know, I wonder, I don't know about the rest of you, but you've read where the Navy is going to put uh, ladies on submarines. Submarines, right. I mean, you're underwater for weeks or months in a very small, confined area. I'm just, I I just, and if you've ever been on a submarine, uh, particularly one of the chase submarines or smaller, there's not much room. And I just wonder how this is all going to work out. But, you know, the Purple Heart uh, has gone the extra measure, and I'm not sure too many other organizations have even entered that uh, that area, but we've, we've worked very hard on it, and we're going to continue to be at the forefront. Phenomenal. And Charles, I'm glad you mentioned the women veterans, because their wait times are longer, the programs aren't as extensive or as broadly based around the country, and Purple right. Heart is rising to the forefront by taking this on so strenuously. Thank you. Yeah, and that's, that's, that was one of my greatest initiatives, or I call perspectives, 
Well, thank you. When I was the, the public commander from Maryland, we initiated a, a viable, you know, female homeless, you know, veterans mm-hmm. uh, shelter on the uh, eastern shore. Right, with Jerry. You know, we had no real su- support from the state of Maryland, uh, you know, VA system. We still managed to, to keep this up and going. And today it's, a, it's, a, it's like a transitional home. But we saw that, that, that leap of faith. And we saw that, I guess, downplay of the female populace, which fights the same war most of the time. Uh, actually, when I when I got when I got hit the last time, uh, Corman came in, and I thought it was a guy. Well, I was I guess I was recovered by a male Corman, but the female Corman grabbed my legs <laughs> as well and you know, rushed me out to the medevac. Area. So well, that's bound that, to make an impression, you know. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never knew this. I thought it was two guys. You know, I couldn't think too much. I was in and out. But once I had a chance to look at who actually snatched me out of the LZ, it was one female who grabbed my legs and the male who grabbed my upper torso. You know, and uh, go figure. You know, well, you to, talk about these programs. It's so critical because the rate of homelessness for female yeah. veterans with children is extraordinarily yeah. high, greater than the normal average. Yeah, it does. I think we're very fortunate. We're, we're not a huge <clears throat> veterans organization. We are a congressionally chartered veterans organization. But when you're smaller like we are, we've got about 45,000 members. And when you're, you're smaller like we are, you can take quick action. And I've often said uh, that I've always felt like the military or the Purple Heart uh, did not see things as they are and ask why. I thought we've always seen things as they might be and ask why not. And we went there. Why aren't we serving women? Why aren't we taking better care of our combat wounded veterans? Why aren't we looking more into TBI? And and that's one of the values of a smaller veterans organization like the Military or Purple Heart or Military or Purple Heart Service Foundation. We can access and take advantage of these things and move quickly. And we have. Yes. You know, the sad, sad story about it, and this is a personal uh, interaction with a Purple Heart female, Purple Heart recipient. It's, it was more, when I asked her the same question, why aren't you out there with the Purple Heart? It was more about Vogue. She, she got a Purple Heart, received a Purple Heart, lost her arm, but she didn't want to be known as a war battle winner, you know? She wanted to try to, you know, probably melt back into the populace. And which exacerbated her problem. You know, she was hiding certain factors, which she should never hid. You know, she should have just faced it and wrapped her arms around the brotherhood and sisterhood that we have with MLPH. And it would have helped her along her way. Now she's just getting around back to that after she just, you know, had her first kid. Now she's like, Charles, I understand what you've been saying all this time. I felt like I wasted so many years. And my, my my response to her, as long as you got on the right track, never look at what, what happened back then. Just look at what you're doing right now. So she's saving herself by embracing what happened. Well, Fred, I'd just like to interject that in, a, in, in applauding the Purple Heart, I see this as veterans helping veterans, veterans understanding 
what the situations are that we face and that we will continue to face as long as we go through this struggle. So we're out there. You know, uh, uh, getting to our national government, whenever there's a conflict that comes about, we always find the funds to uh, to provide for uh, executing the war. However, when the warriors come home, uh, uh, somehow the, the, the money no longer exists, and we've got all kinds of reasons why we can't do this or we can't do the other. It, it sometimes makes me feel as though like, uh, and this is no, no, nothing negative against the Navy, that we go and serve, but when we come back, we're like a ship, and they want to put us in mothballs. So I think if we are going to continue to move along with this and see uh, 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 things happen from a positive side, it has to be with this theme of veterans helping veterans. I agree. That's correct. correct. Well, it's time for that break again. You can now learn more about the American Heroes Network loyalty brands and American Heroes Water and Apparel by going to theamericanheroeswater.com. To stay updated, from your phone, text the word HERO, H-E-R-O, to 80464. Text the word HERO to 80464 or scan the QR code off a bottle or scan it from our website or mobile site. I'm Gary Ray, along with Linda, Bill, Charles, and our guest, Fred Taylor. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Fred Taylor, from the Military Order of the Purple Heart Service Foundation. And uh, I, I guess either Fred or... Uh, uh, Charles wants to talk about the issues, uh, the the programs that are available. Well, as we were talking about during the break, 
the, the Park Service Foundation raises money and spends all its time uh, getting money to give to the military or Purple Heart so new programs. So um, in that respect, I'm sure that, that Charles, being more hands-on on the Purple Heart side, and I'm on the foundation side, he could probably give you a lot more in-depth details of some of the programs they're working on. All right. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for giving me that expertise, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Taylor. I'm going to call you doctor like I call Just call me Sir. Dr. Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep him. Uh, Just call me Sir. First, yeah, all right, you got it. I'll, I'll call you Sir then. <laughs> first of all, uh, you guys are doing a lot of great PSAs on the foundation side, and that's what I wanted to go into. We're doing a bunch of... TBI, what they call war series, um, war series PSAs that really reach out and help other veterans, even other veterans organizations. Because uh, believe it or not, I saw one of our PSAs played at a at a, a a function. I went to a gala, and I was like, "Wow, that looked like something that came off the uh, Service Foundation, you know, YouTube site." And they had they had permission to, to to run it, but it's just a great PSA and the best outreach for us and for any service organization is the new the new era. Go go YouTube or go some type of web based outreach program that can show the video, different documentaries, different personal stories, and inside of that story you will find yourself, whether you're a veteran or a family member, you know, and that's the great, that's the great thing I'm looking at when we've changed our, I guess, walk and in going into. The other initiative is we're basically going all web out when it comes to the military Purple Heart. Everything you want to do or address with us, you can basically do it on the internet uh, pretty much now. Uh, I don't know about the cloud side, but we're, you know, even our magazines. We have the MOPH magazine, but I'm, I'm over top of. But now we have a web-based Purple Heart Press, and then we have a digital version of the Purple Heart magazine that's online on the MOPH site. You know, so we're, we're capturing all generations, and we're not losing the vision, and we're not walking backwards like some organizations may be doing, standing still and marking time. We're basically generating energy, you know, energy. And, you know, while you put this information out, you basically recruit more entities and more membership. So thanks to, you know, Mr. Taylor and his great foresight, uh, I'm able to see that, you know, these initiatives go forward. So that's why I want to, you know, tip my hat to you for it, Fred. Well, thank Excellent you. I, program. You know, at our convention, you saw me go to the microphone and address the body on at least two occasions and telling them we've got to live in the 21st century. Uh, right. We've got to reach out to our young people. And where are they at? They're on Facebook. They're on YouTube. They're on Twitter. They're on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, I, I was speaking a foreign language to some of the World War II guys and <laughs> Korean guys, but guess what? If you're gonna if you're gonna exist in this day and age, uh, you've got to be able to reach out and touch people where they are, and that 
Charles, is exactly where our young people are right now. And I right. think we've done a, a pretty good job uh, of being able to educate our older veterans the fact that, hey, look, it's a new generation. We can't do things uh, as they used to be and expect a different result. we got to do things that they need to be done today to get different right. results. And, and it's been pretty successful. And I, I, I'm thankful that our group is, has enough foresight and vision to reach out and change uh, because some of the organizations are not able to change. They're going to do things the same old way that they did it in 1955 as they're doing it in 2015. So uh, we're fortunate. Like I said, I think that goes to being a small organization. Uh, we can make changes. We can do things different and faster than these giant organizations can. Well, Fred, I, I, I certainly applaud you for saying that because, you know, uh, we know who these organizations are, and uh, many of them, uh, if we want to make reference to the big six, the, uh, the American Legion, the, the FW, the DAV, the uh, Purple Heart, Paralyzed Veterans of America, and uh, Vietnam Veterans of America. You know, in that American Legion uh, VFW uh, uh, group, uh, they're, they're basically uh, World War II and, and uh, Korean War veterans. Uh, yes. This year, in, in, in April, we celebrated the seventh, seventieth anniversary uh, of the, uh, the the landing uh, there in, in Europe. So, if there was a twenty-year-old who, who served at that time, we're talking about folks that are in their nineties. The the, the uh, 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 Korean War veterans are not that far behind us, and then, of course, Vietnam is the same thing. Uh, you know, we've got to we've got to do things that fits right into the mode of what you just said, where there are posts. You know, what's wrong with having an internet cafe? I mean, you you go in some of the establishments commercially, you can go go in there and sit down with your uh, with your iPad or your laptop and uh, and and continue to to be involved in social media. If you've got a vacant room in one of those buildings where you've got a post, what's wrong with establishing a gymnasium? Because this is what the young folks or the recent serving folks are, are into and will captivate them to come in and want to be a part. Let's face it. There's a large difference in terms of culturally a World War II veteran and a veteran who served uh, uh, in, the, in the recent era of the Gulf in Iraq and Afghanistan. So we've got to come to them where they are, as you have said, Fred. Bill, you said a couple of very profound things. I want to just elaborate on them a little bit. Uh, one is um, you, you said that... Um, People after they serve, you know, they're going to they're going to live for a long time. So these guys that run these veterans organizations could be in their 80s sometimes or late 70s. Um, that is an excellent point that I would like to expound on just a little bit on a different uh, venue from the standpoint of um, people in America must remember that when the war ends and they all end sooner or later, even if they're drawn out like Vietnam and Iraq. They do end sooner or later. And when that war ends, let's say that war ended on the first day of January of 2015. For the next approximately 60 or more years until 2075, imagine we're going to have to take care of these young veterans who are coming back wounded and injured. Now think about that. 
from 2015, if our if every war we're fighting stopped on January 1st of 2015, we're going to be taking care of those veterans until about 2075. Is that is that an awesome number? I mean, does that not bring you know it, to the forefront the very fact that you can't stop take care of for the veterans just because the war is over? And so, what we've got to be prepared as a society to do is to take care of these women and men who have served our nation faithfully for generations to come. And it's not so simple to say, let's just go to war, because there are casualties from from wars that go on for generations. You know, well, long past the time I'm gone, I don't think I'll be here in 75 years. That'd make me about 140 years old. Uh, there's going to be someone having to take care of the veterans of this day right now. And if our American society is not constantly kept abreast, and, and Bill, you said, it, you said it very eloquently, if they're not constantly reminded of the sacrifice, and you've heard the saying, freedom isn't free. That's right. right. People will forget that freedom also has a cost in human sacrifice, and the suffering and pain doesn't end when the war ends. A person who's blinded does not become, get their sight back at the end of the war. A person who's lost an arm and a leg doesn't get their limbs back at the end of the war. They go on for generations after that. And so that was, that was very good that you brought that up. And it reminded me to say that uh, on the radio uh, program because people must be reminded constantly uh, that, that war has, has a price. And well, a very Fred, small, a very small percentage of our American population ever actually fights in a war. Fred, very you, small. You, you're right on target. You know, I rhetorically uh, continue to ask the question: What is the cost of war in terms of human capital? And you yes. know, you can let your imagination run wild, or, or, or the realities of that run wild. And what you've just said about the year 2015, I think what you just said, we're living in that right now. Think about the World War II guys. There's, there's a gentleman who's a sergeant, first class, I believe, Richard Overton. He's the oldest living World War II veteran in Austin, Texas, 107 years of age. And wow. yes, those of us who serve 60-plus years or more, we will be dependent upon the system. Now, I'm talking about the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs to provide us the care that was promised. Yes. Well, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's a great analogy. And even young guys like me haven't thought about that analogy. But at the same token, it makes absolute sense because if we don't lock in and if we don't push Congress, and if we don't push the legislative side, we will be a forgotten source on the veterans' front. Yeah, that's the sad, sad part, because well, all of us freely went out there and served our country, so the war wouldn't come back here to the U.S. or the great United States. Charles, I've heard a lot of uh, younger veterans, your age, your age and even younger, say, oh, I don't have time to work on for a veterans organization. They need to be educated that you better work on it now because 
uh, one of these days you're going to be a small minority and the benefits right. we work on today are going to be there for you when you're older or not. If you don't work on things today, they won't be there when you're an older veteran. Yeah, that's why I always take my head off to the Vietnam and the Korean and the World War II veterans. Uh, they always say World War II veterans are the unsung heroes. Well, all three of those factors are the unsung heroes. Uh, the greatest, greatest veterans we ever knew. And if it wasn't for the steps y'all walked in, believe me, it would be an atrocity. The steps we'd have been walking through. I mean, I'm not going to say it was easy for us, but I'm pretty sure it was a lot easier for us than it was for you guys when you was coming back home. Right. Well, I appreciate it. If, if everyone could hold that thought, we're going to take a short break. I'd like to welcome WarriorsForFreedom.org as one of our network resources that are showing their support for the American Heroes Network and our loyalty brands. Welcome aboard, Brett and Major Ed Polito. I'm Gary Ray, along with Linda, Bill, Charles, and our guest, Fred Taylor. You're listening to the American Heroes Network radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Brett Taylor, from the Military Order of the Purple Heart Service Foundation. And, and uh, sir, you were, wanted to talk about donations. Yes, thank you very much. We, we talk about all the wonderful programs that, that we fund and we support for our, our young veterans. Um, those programs aren't free. There's a there's a huge expense. We spend over seven million dollars a year to provide free counsel to veterans and their families all over the United States um, through our national service program. 
Uh, we spend millions of dollars giving uh, grants to organizations, scholarships, etc. Didn't just grow on trees or one day we just decided we were going to have this money. It, it came from somewhere. Where it came from was our very generous American public. Um, we, we have a number of ways that the public can help us so that we can help others. And we do a wonderful job of that, as, you, as you've seen in this program. The first thing is to donate a car. Uh, a fully taxable, tax-deductible car donation uh, is one of the, the programs we uh, really push, and we've had great success with across the nation. And we take these cars and, and we sell, resell them, and we use that money to support our combat-wounded uh, veterans, uh, their families, and, and all veterans. Uh, the second uh, is in many areas in the country, we have a thrift store program. And these thrift stores will accept uh, donations of clothing and, and household items, which they, they clean up and then they resell. And that generates uh, funds for us. And the last thing is uh, donations. Uh, people can make a fully tax deductible donation to us and we will take their money and one, uh, use it for our service program, uh, or the second way is they can do a dedicated uh, grant or gift. They can gift to us and say, we want all this money to be spent for a certain thing, like um, scholarships or for providing housing uh, remodeling projects for combat wounded. Uh, and it's all tax deductible. Uh, we're 501c3, so we can accept that money and give you a full tax deduction. If we don't raise money, uh, these programs are not free. The Every program we've talked about today costs money, and it's very expensive. And if we don't raise money, we don't, don't generate funds from the public, and that's where we get every, We get nothing from the government, not a penny. And so everything comes from the generous uh, donations of our public. And we hope they never forget the sacrifices our young women and men have made, and they continue to support us. That's that's phenomenal. And again, if uh, uh, where would they send them? Where would to, they? How could they contact you? Our our location. Uh, you can do one. Uh, you can go on the internet to the Military Service Foundation website, and I believe it's www.mophsf.org. Uh, and make a donation. Uh, you can send it in. Our, our um, office is in Annandale, Virginia, and I don't have that address right in front of me. Okay. Um, it's a post office box uh, there in Annandale, Virginia, and they can donate that way, or they can donate to their local chapters. All right. And I think I uh, just found out from uh, one of your people that they did change the address. It's at purpleheartfoundation.org. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, that's a new site, as by the way, and it looks pretty nice. So, uh, purpleheartservicefoundation.org. Okay. Actually, good. Purple Heart Foundation. Uh, they left the service okay, out of it. Okay. Make sure we get it right. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, sir, uh, I know we're getting close to that time, and what I'd like to do is uh, thank you for being on our show, and uh, since there's a lot of people here with their last comments, so what would you like to leave our listeners with in closing? Well, our men and women have voluntarily served our nation for the last 20-some years, and uh, they've, they've offered themselves up to preserve our way of life, 
And I can only pray that we as a nation will never again, because we have in the past, we will never again forget the deeds and sacrifices of our our veterans and our current serving military. And I hope that the American public will always be generous, not only grateful in thought and deed, but generous in donation so that programs for our men and women's veterans can continue. All right. Linda? I guess Linda had to leave. I know she was planning on that. Bill? Well, Fred, thanks again for your service to this great country of ours and your continued service in a very outstanding veteran service organization such as the Military Order of the Purple Heart. Again, as I've said, the theme being across the spectrum is our veterans helping each other uh, to... uh, get back to some semblance of order uh, of where we were before we got started in our service and with all the ailments that we come back with. So uh, it's very important. And uh, again, uh, we can't thank you enough for what you do. Uh, It's it's an honor to serve. Uh, We only have one life. We turn it a page at a time. There's no rereading the page. So do the best you can every day. And, um, I, I want to thank you. Well, the other point you made was veterans take care of veterans, and you are so right, Bill. Uh, the day that veterans don't take care of each other, I don't know. It's going to be a sad day. That's true. Very true. And Charles? I just want to thank you uh, uh, once more, uh, Pastor National Commander Taylor, uh, for your foresight and for your concepts that basically come to fruition as we see it now and for putting the information out so well that it either, it, it, it grabbed guys like myself. Uh, I just want to thank you again because you helped save me, believe it or not. Well, you are the future. People like yourselves and the younger veterans, uh, you're the future. Um, I'm 66 years old. I'm not old, but uh, 10, 15 years from now, I'll be one of these guys riding around a little scooter watch you young guys do your things Uh, I'm very grateful we've got quality people like yourself and we have you know I was most impressed at our last convention we had a cadre of young people who stood up and took some leadership and it's very encouraging to me because the torch must be passed and when the torch is passed you don't want to see it dropped and because of quality young people like yourself I, I have great faith that the torch not be picked up, but be picked up and run with better than ever. Um, I appreciate one, that. Right. Once again, sir, we want to thank you for being on our show. Okay. Today's show has been brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And yes, you can hear all the archive shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to American veterans and their families anytime anywhere and on any device. I'm Gary Ray along with Linda, Bill, Charles, and our guest Fred Taylor signing off and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel and have a terrific week. Say goodbye. 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 Bye. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray and his co-host Linda Crater again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America and we truly do.